0: Welcome to the Leap with Japa, the podcast that bridges continents and connects stories. Join us as we dive into the vibrant world of international education, explore diverse cultures, and share the extraordinary journeys of students far from home. Whether you're dreaming of studying abroad, or already embarking on this adventure through other means, Leap with Japa is your companion in navigating the exciting, challenging, and transformative world of global education. Let's leap into today's episode. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Leap with Japa. Welcome to another episode. At this particular one, I, I have been thinking about this one for a while. And this is based on questions from people back in Nigeria. And it's a it's a standard question that people usually ask when uh, you tell them about grad school uh, and about, you know, coming to study here. You know, they say, oh, but I have a third class. Oh, I got a pass. Uh, my GPA is not good. I don't want to rock the boat. I have a great job. I don't think anyone wants to, you know, essentially give me an admission and it's it's one thing I thought about you know when I started this I go that's true I've, I've had a lot of rejections so I said I might as well make it an episode and talk about what happens if you have a third class and you want to go to grad school in the US in Canada or anywhere and I decided to say, okay yeah let's talk about it but there's one thing that most people do not know a lot of people think I graduated with a first class um, I, went to grad, I went to college, university in Nigeria, I graduated in 2005 with a bachelors in well, It's called B.Tech, so it's a, not a B.Sc, but a B B.Tech in computer science and math. Everyone thought I probably graduated with a first class, no, I didn't graduate with a first class, I did not even graduate with a second class upper, I graduated with a second class lower. Now, that there's a range for this GPA. First class, if you have a 4.5 over five, it's a first class, that's the typical uh, range for, that's the typical grade point um, for, for universities in Nigeria. Anything below a 4.5, but if you have it from, I think it's a 3.5 to a 4.5, you have a 2.1 which is a second-class upper, anything between 2.5 and 3.5, or less than 3.5 is a 2.2. You would assume that I probably had a 3.4. I graduated with a 2.57 out of 5 from Federal University of Technology, Mina, in Nigeria. I graduated with a very low two two, as they call it. It was pretty bad. A lot of people, if you're wondering why, because I had to pick and choose what to learn. I decided to concentrate on learning programming by myself and just get the minimum grades to graduate. So that's why you have that kind of GPA. But that never deterred me. One of the things you should understand is grad school in the U.S. is a holistic uh, process. They do not... And they do not discriminate because you did not have a particular grade point. You need to bring in everything. As a person, one thing does not define you. So, someone wants to meet you, someone's never met you, and they say he's six foot tall. You know, you cannot just base someone's life based on his height or his color. He has other things. He has experiences. So that is why this episode is probably... Uh, slightly personal to me because I use the same grade point to get to the U.S. So you can as well. So, to understand how this works, they provide some uh, framework for evaluating students. So, one of the first things you typically do when you apply for grad school is that you have to do what they call a transcript evaluation. Now, Most universities outside of the U.S. do not use the 4.0 grade point framework. They use 5, at least for Nigeria. For other countries, I think India uses a grade point of 10. I think some universities in Nigeria use 7, 10. I'm not sure. But wherever you went to college, university from, you have to convert all your uh prog uh, all all the classes you took to the u.s equivalency so one of the first things i had to do was to send in my uh, transcript to spantran spantran is a company that does transcript evaluation so i sent it in and when they did the evaluation so essentially they, they pick each class you've taken. They know it's either an upper division class or a lower division class. So they do the conversion. The conversion of my grade came down to 2.67 out of 4. And generally, that is not bad for a U.S. school, for grad school. Grad school, once you have above a 2.5 out of 4, you're good. But that's just one part of the, um, of the evaluation. Now, the evaluation platform that you use for transcript evaluation was be part of the Nationalization of Credential Evaluation Service. It's called NASIS. Uh WES is part of that. Uh, Spantran is one of that. Uh, so be aware that there are lots of evaluation uh, companies out there. This is not an episode to endorse one of them. I'm just telling you what I used. Other considerations that are used for admissions, it's not just your uh, transcript. So your transcript is just one factor other ones are like letters of recommendation do you have people that you've worked with in the past your supervisor your uh, your companion well not companion at at least your colleague that's that's the word your colleague Uh, they can write recommendations letters for you they can tell um, you know they can speak to your character they can speak to your work ethic they can speak to a bunch of other things that will not be covered within a transcript evaluation. Another factor that is used are standardized tests. So GREs, uh, GMAT, GREs for uh, GMAT for business-related programs, GRE for others, in, uh, TOEFL for English-related evaluations. Although I know that the standardized exams are being phased out, uh, primarily because different people in different parts of the world have access to resources that allows them to prepare better because again, standardized test is there's a technique in passing standardized test. It's, they, they say it's not a standard way of gauging people, which I agree with. But it is one of the other factors that it can use in granting you admission. So that's one factor. So letter recommendation, standardized test. Another thing that they look at is your personal statement. What exactly do you want to use the grad school for? And do not discount this because you can use your standard of purpose to outline your background, to talk about factors that probably contributed to why you did not get a perfect score in grades, factors that would outline how resilient and uh, how you have tenacity to push through and power through uh, bad, you know, bad backgrounds, for example. And motivations for what you want to do with the grad school afterwards. So, for me, um, I had um, essentially a plan. I wanted to use grad school as a stepping stone to understand how to carry out bodies of research that I can then apply to other things. So, I had to outline. Another thing with Statement of Purpose, it shows that you can broadly um, come up with a plan. It also shows that you've done research into why you want to do what you want to do. So things like, hey, I want to do um, this program because I've seen what this professor does. I have understood um, the direction of research and I want to I add to that body of research. So that's another factor to consider when doing um, state of purpose. One last factor that they consider as well is work experience and internship. Where have you worked? What are the effects you've had in the workplace? What are the things that you've carried out that is worth noting and showing to potential admissions evaluators? Also, internships, you know, where did you work? What was, your, what was the outcome of your internship? What did you, who did you affect? what did you contribute did you come up with a paper for people in nigeria and people on a place that you might be what your work experience also matters it goes hand in hand your work experience shows that despite having this kind of great point you were able to get other things done for yourself you're able to get a job you're able to contribute this way it's a holistic evaluation so in conclusion i hope this has given you like a like an insight into knowing fully well that you do not allow um, such things to kind of derail you from wanting to apply. Uh, another, I think, another key factor in this, while while being at um, this on, on this topic, is most people that have uh, the HND, the higher uh, diploma, the higher national diploma, specifically from Nigerian countries, and typically I also get this. Thing where they go oh but I have a, a, a diploma it's the same thing your diploma when you are taking your diploma you took classes in that and I have seen instances again don't quote me wrong don't go don't quote me directly but I have seen people who sent in their transcript evaluation for their HND and the evaluators look at the school you went to so that's one of the things you, you do during the evaluation they look at the degree that the institution offers. They look at the courses that you've taken and they do a conversion. I have seen so many times, people who sent in their HND and the evaluation evaluates to a bachelor's degree in the US. So if you have a HND, doesn't also disqualify you. The most important step in figuring out if this is for you is to do a transcript evaluation. It would open your eyes. It would open up the opportunities for you to explore. So if you have a HND, grad school in the U.S. is not far from you because that HND could naturally convert and become a bachelor's evaluated credential in the U.S. And you can essentially not worry about I didn't get a uh, a bachelor's from Nigeria. So HND who are probably listening, should also consider doing a transcript evaluation. Once you do a transcript evaluation, you have a basis, you have a starting point. So, you know, to to conclude, I want to motivate people not to be disheartened by their undergrad GPA, do not be disheartened by whether you have a HND, I, you know, I didn't go to a university, it doesn't matter. Um, one thing I want to emphasize is you have to be determined. You have to be passionate about what you want to do and you have to be willing to take extra steps to achieve your goals because you know right here it's all about how much you put in you get what you you only get out of what you put in you know into the whole situation so i hope this has kind of given you like a a reset so that you can consider applying for that grad school with your HND or with your you know, third class, and even with your pass, doesn't hurt. Just do that transcript evaluation. Um, I hope this has encouraged you as much as you know, has encouraged me. I most certainly have been encouraged because I did not allow my two point five seven out of five to discourage me from applying to grad school, and it's turned out well. I graduated again, two thousand and five. This is 2023, 17 years later. It's been a great journey, you know, so I hope this would push you to evaluate your interest in grad school in the U.S. and to, you know, and to try, you know, you only can try and it, always, it will work. Willingness to drive yourself and push that extra step is largely very rewarded, and I can guarantee you there is no other place, um, or at least for me, than the U.S. that would gladly reward your efforts with golden opportunities. Have a nice one. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Leap Jackma. I hope it brought you valuable insights and stories that resonate with your journey. If you have any thoughts to share, questions, or want to send a voice note with your feedback, please visit our website at leapwithjackma.io. You will find a contact from there. I would love to hear from you and feature your voice in a future episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, some of which are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Player FM. Your subscriptions and reviews help us grow and reach more listeners, and I truly appreciate each one of them. Also, check out our merch store on deepwithjackwell.io website some cool t-shirts and hoodies. Perfect for showing your support for the show. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll dive even deeper into the experiences and challenges of international education and careers. Until then, keep leaping forward and thanks again for being part of the Leap with Jaguar community.